definitely call you back later then. Come on, wrap it up. Big sharp it up. Okay, you don't wrap up the circle thing. Come on. Commissioner Parker, wrap it up, please. Okay. Okay, everybody, that's a wrap. That's a wrap. It's the time of the week when we end uh, by talking to a few friends. I've got one on the phone and uh, one who's running just a minute or two late, so he should be here any moment. Walker Wilson, the executive director of the DIB. Uh, is coming in studio, and Craig Heinzman would normally come in studio. He's the outreach pastor at Marcus Point Baptist Church, but um, he has suffered an encounter with a scalpel, uh, and so he is uh, laid up and uh, you know dealing with all that. Uh, he is on the phone with me now. Craig, welcome back to the Pensacola Morning News, sir. Glad to be back, man. Glad to be back. Yeah, I'm as not as mobile as I would like to be at the time, but hopefully that'll change here before Easter, because that's kind of a big a big time coming up, but yeah, 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 most definitely. No, no pains to doing well. And uh, and Walker Wilson has now entered the uh, the building, so he it's, is here with us. Hey, Walker. Hey, Woo! good to be here. <laughs> Everybody's here. Everybody's here. All right, I want to I want to start in an odd place just because it's on my mind. Um, earlier today, I played, and yesterday too, I played some of the uh, clips of uh, Senator Doug Broxson's farewell in the Senate. And they always, you know, they do this in the House too, but there's a lot more of them, and so they don't have as much time. And you know, it, it's a big deal. And what I've said about Senator Broxton is I don't always agree with him about things, but I respect him. Um, I was actually not a fan of his in the beginning, and I have come around completely. Um, and But I, what I said is to see somebody be honored so much by so many different viewpoints, backgrounds, perspectives, right. universally beloved by other senators, regardless of where they are on the political spectrum, because he's a man of decency, honor, and integrity, the kind of person who admits his, mis- his mistakes, is humble, tries not to talk over, you just, you know, all that stuff, right? Um and to me, that's the kind of people we want. Those are people of character. You know, that's who we want making decisions because I will trust the decision of a person I am politically misaligned with whose character I respect more than I trust the decision of someone whose politics I share but whose character I don't trust. And so I'd rather have those kind of people. And to me, this obviously carries analogs for the presidential contest that we're dealing with right now. Um, you know, there are people running for the presidency who just have real questions about character, demeanor, and all of that. Former President Trump. But politically, he tends to align very, very well with me, and I know his track record in office. Uh, on the other hand, you have a candidate like Nikki Haley who's not going to get the nomination. Um, she's also very well aligned with me politically, but, you know, character-wise, I trust her very well and many of the other candidates. Uh, but then the question is, but what do you do when you're up against a Biden? <laughs> you know, I can't. Right. There's no way. It's impossible. So anyway, I just thought, you know, that question of to what degree character matters compared with policy uh, in, in these kinds of things. Uh, Walker, your thoughts about the question? Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of times, especially when you're looking at a primary contest, um, you know, typically your ideology is going to line up for the most part uh, with most of the candidates on most issues, right? Uh, there's not much difference between how these folks operate with policy issues, but you know, character is, is certainly a, you know, a big factor in, in these decisions that you make, uh, certainly for me. And, you know, you want somebody that's, that's your leader, whether it's the company you work for or a nonprofit that you're involved in, uh, or someone that you're voting for, for political office, you want, you know, their integrity and, and the person that they are, uh, to really help kind of be that person in a leadership role that you can get behind and follow. Yeah, I mean, I, I hope 
there are, are and I, I mean, I know there are lots of people who might listen to this show and don't agree with me, but I hope they take me seriously, respect me, trust me, that kind of stuff. Um, and I do the same. You know, I, I just, I want leaders, I want people making decisions that I, I believe in them, even if I don't agree with them. That's really the way I'm thinking about it. Uh, Craig, your thoughts? Well, yeah, and I think well, Doug Broxton is a great example of this. I mean, he really, truly is. Talk about somebody who's just turned the the page for Pensacola right now. This this area, he's brought so much, uh, being the house, you know, the chair appropriations and uh, all that. But not just that. When you talk to people at in Tallahassee, they genuinely love him because he's a lovable guy. He's someone who's trying. He's not necessarily trying to. Mend, uh, mend fences and build bridges and all that stuff. He's he's gonna ha- he's have his, he has his stances. He's not gonna change his his theology or his you know uh, his politics. But he's not gonna come at it harshly. He's gonna believe what he's gonna believe, and I think we we all need that. I think a lot of us see that Nikki Haley. But we we also kind of see eh, probably not an opportunity for her to get there. Right. Um, I don't know what good it is that she's still staying in at this point in time. Other than just to say, I don't want to quit, and you know it, that's the that's the way the political system works. That's totally fine. Um, I was a big DeSantis guy when he was first in. Now he's out, so I'm going okay. I, <laughs> What's next? That's the primary. This is the primary. This is where we're at, right? So we're gonna go. Okay, what do we do? Um, once the general election comes down, and, and then I think when the general election comes down, and you only have two candidates, which unfortunately. Right now in the United States, that's kind of what we have. Right. Then it becomes not about just character, but I think both come into into play. It is character plus policies. What are you going to do with all that's going on in this country? And I may not like the character of the guy that's that's there, but if he's going to do the things that that needs to get done politically, you know, policy wise, I got I may have to. Yeah, I'm in. I'm, I'm in the same boat. Same boat matters. as I was in 2016. Uh, again, you know, is um, I mean, he drives me crazy, but I can't. I mean, just can't for 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 the alternative. That's that's the and and I think we've also got ourselves in a situation where, like, I know democracy is proxy warfare. Like, I know the idea of democracy is that this side disagrees with that side, and we come to a nonviolent way of resolving that by casting ballots, and then the big, you know, the big number wins just like they would in a physical conflict. But it really has become just warfare. It's you're with us or you're with them, and loyal, loyaltyism, especially with Trump, has become like such a big thing that anybody who expresses dis- dissent is, you know, they're the enemy. Well, no, they're just the other citizens, you know. Um, we'll come back to this in just a second. Uh, Jake's got traffic on the files. Jake? All right, we're looking great on our roadways right now. FHP is not reporting any accidents. I'm not seeing any major slowdowns around our roadways right now. Highway 98 is flowing smoothly. If you're coming out of Milton, you're good. Highway 29, accident-free. I-10 and I-110 are at posted speeds. If you see anything out there, let us know. 437-1620. I'm Jake Walker with your traffic on the fives. Thanks so much, Jake. Yeah, Walker, I mean, I in my industry, there's a lot of flamethrowers. You know, there's a, a, a lot of people who uh, make Rush Limbaugh look tame, you know, and uh, they do pretty well. You know, that's got an audience. That's obviously not the way I try to do things. But um, there are fewer and fewer people like me, right. <laughs> I think, that are even aspirationally trying to do it that way. No, yeah, absolutely not. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think there's certainly a market for that, obviously. Um, but, you know, I kind of go back to this this year's presidential election and you look at some of the national polling and you've got, um, you know, 
Robert Kennedy Jr. sitting there with anywhere from you know eighteen to twenty two percent in these national polls, which, yeah. which is telling you that one in five American voters is just throwing their hands up like we can't deal with either side right now. Yeah. Um. And so you know I think we're we're right. certainly in an interesting spot. Um. And so it'll be interesting to see if there's any way you know that he spoils this contest one way or the other. I I don't know that he's really got a shot at winning in November. Um. But it it will certainly be interesting to see. Uh, how he factors into this whole thing. I want to switch gears for just a second because um, uh, you are up for uh, a political seat, right? Yeah, uh, you have applied for yes, d- district uh, yeah, four, I did. and uh, we haven't had you on the air. We had um, uh, Jared Moore on to talk about this a little bit, and um, you know, I just funny little thing is, I tried to get a list of all the people that have applied. I got an answer from the governor's office that we'll get back to you, <laughs> and I mean, and I sent another email. I'm like, when? because it's been like two weeks and you know and i'm like this is not a hard list to compile i would think but i don't know how many i mean it could be 50 people that have applied for this if you have yes i I did send an application uh for through the governor's office to be appointed and i'm sure everybody that has applied um would also like an answer on (laughs) 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 the governor might might, uh, end up choosing uh to, to fill that seat through this november have you i mean have you had any follow-up at all from the governor's office other than you submitted your forms and no, not really. Um, and, and, you know, at, at this point, it's, you know, can you can you find local support or folks that might have any sort of influence yeah. to call in a Tallahassee for you and put in a good word? So I, I'm sure we're all all trying to do that. Um, and then again, you just wait around on uh, Fridays and which is when he makes his appointments to see if anything's going to happen or if you'll get a phone call. Um, and so, you know, I, I certainly think, at least from my perspective, for me, um, you know, I've been the chair of the county's planning board for a number of years was served on the board of uh, adjustment for the county certainly follow all the issues that that go on with the county and, and feel like I'm, I'm best suited to step in that role um, and have good relationships with all four of the other commissioners that are on that board and at the end of the day uh, you've you've got to get you know two other folks to vote your way if you need something to get done and I I think I've, I've got that trust and built that working relationship with the other four commissioners where I feel like I, I you know I, I would be very well suited to sit in that seat and, and really advocate for district four and the issues that, that they have. Yeah. I'm, I'm very curious to see what ha- we all are, of course, very right. curious to see what the governor decides. And I just think it's one of these, like, just tell us what's going on. <laughs> you know, yeah. that would be nice. Well, it's uh, an interesting time period. I think, you know, you've also got right now it's, um, end of season, uh, yeah, end of session, sure. I should say. So we're trying to push bills across. There's, I think they, they just said he's going to veto the, um, uh, the, Age restriction. Yeah, the H- HB one, HB three amalgam. Yeah, the 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 social media age ban and the requirement for being eighteen to view online pornography. Right. It looks like he's going to veto yeah, that. Yeah, so that's right. going to be vetoed, but then sit right back up eventually with some changes that he, you know. But so I think there's probably a couple of other things in, in this next coming up weeks that are on his radar that needs to get across the finish line, and then. I think we I, we should have an answer very soon. I I, I would hope because you can't have a you know kind of a well. I can tell you right now. I know being uh, being one leg down is not convenient and doesn't get the job done very well. <laughs> exactly um, true. Good metaphor. And I agree. It's like I imagine this isn't a high priority for him. Yeah, and I mean we were without um, a seat in the ECUA for a long time under Governor DeSantis. I mean it took what like ten months I think uh, for him to nominate somebody to fill that seat, and so it. 
you know, I hope it, I mean, it can't be that long. It's got to be very soon because, no. yeah, this is, this commission is, counties. you've got a fifth of the counties that doesn't have representation right now. Yeah, I mean, exactly. That's yeah. bad. I mean, you, but you look at, um, the, the, it took about six weeks for uh, Stafford to now, Bender. Yeah, for yeah. Stafford to Bender. And, and Monday will be, uh, this upcoming Monday will be five weeks since that application's been open. So, you know, maybe it happens soon. Um, I have, you know, told the folks in Tallahassee I've talked to, for what you know, if the governor wants his appointment to be successful, um, you know, March 30th is the the end of the first fundraising quarter for uh, reporting uh, for if that candidate decides to get into the race. So if they want him to be successful, they need some sort of runway to go out there and, and kind of compete with some of the candidates that have already filed and said we're in right. no matter what. So yeah, and I mean, I I don't know because I don't just don't know, but I'm assuming that some of those candidates have also asked to be nominated. You know, if you were going to run for election, I think we've got two filed right now, Ashley and um, Buck. And, um, you know, I, it would be silly not to ask to be put in as an interim, you know, if you were if you're actually declared to run. Go ahead, uh, Craig. I think Buck said he has filed. Yeah, no, he's um, filed. He's filed to, for to, sure. Yeah. So, no, I mean, but to to, uh, to be nominated, I'm sorry. To oh, the, yeah. Right. Um, well, right. Right. Fair enough. Um, slightly different question, um, just because in. You know, you kind of mentioned it, the HB1, HB3 thing with social media. We have the bill that's pending now that's kind of in jeopardy. But we have the bill that was passed a couple of years ago that went to the Supreme Court this week. And that's the bill that tries to make social media companies behave like they are the public square, like they are a common carrier like uh, AT&T or Verizon or the bus company or something like that, rather than as the newspaper, which is what they want to be treated as so that they can control things in-house, so to speak, and ban or deprioritize uh, posts or people that they don't like. Um, I've talked about this a lot yesterday, and we, of course, had the New York Times uh, guy who got banned off of Twitter uh, who was here to give a speech at the UWF last night. Um, I don't, I'm really torn on the issue because they are private companies, and I want there to be a place for a private company. If you want to start a you know, Christians only social media company or a left-handed redheads only social media company. I want the freedom of association or viewpoint to be preserved. But these companies clearly started with a, hey, everybody come here and talk about whatever you want to talk about. And now that's changed over the years. Um, Craig, your thoughts about whether it's appropriate for Florida to tell them how to do their business? Wow. Um that's a really tough one. I'm the same boat with you. I, I struggle greatly with this idea of I, I'm actually, even with the rental lights, um, I think it was moms for Liberty. were talking about how parents should have a, a place in this discussion of social media context, but, you know, that it's not even mentioned. So with businesses, I think the same is true. You should be able to form a business. And, and if it's a, if it's truly just a business where, um, you can sell whatever you want to sell, do it however you want to do it. And the, the free market can determine whether or not you're successful. Right. Um, I generally like that, that way of thinking, but I do think there comes a time when it crosses over into a public entity that is no longer just a business. And I would say some of these social media companies have gotten so large that there's, for instance, right now, if we were, this is not a MySpace conversation. No one's talking about MySpace anymore because it's not, <laughs> right. it wasn't successful, right? Well, no one's trying to regulate MySpace because MySpace doesn't have the kind of gravitas that these other places do. Right. Um, and so now we have to – there's definitely – we know, beyond shadow of a doubt, we know 
there's discrimination happening at these various social media platforms, you know, deprioritizations, all of this stuff happening based on fluid rules at best. Right, right. And That's I mean, look at look at it, look Sorry, at it from have, the political point of view. I mean, that. you know, if you're if you are able to operate on Twitter X, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook, and your opponent cannot operate on those, you have a massive non-monetary contribution to your Absolutely. campaign power that is – you can't help but think that's decisive, right, Walker? Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with Craig. Is At some point, the market does kind of figure these things out without, uh, you know, the government stepping in to, to try and regulate it. Um, you know, I just think of – for my own personal social media use, um, you know, I was in high school – when MySpace was big and going on and then, you know, Facebook came along and you had to have a dual enrollment uh, <laughs> uh, PJC email to, to get on or have a friend that would invite you. And then um, all of our parents joined Facebook. So then we all got off of it and went to Instagram. And so it's like, you know, the Gen Z, there's not a Gen Z in the world that's on Facebook nowadays or, you know, on other platforms that no, they're, they're barely on. They're on TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. Except yeah, if you have right. to communicate with old people like us. Yeah, right. If you have to get the message out <laughs> yeah. to That's you know true. potential voters, yeah. right? Yes, you know, yes. Right. Uh, you don't. Hey, uh, let's take a real quick time out here. It's eight fifty six. We're talking to Walker Wilson in studio, and uh, um, uh, our good friend Craig Heinzman is by phone because he's laid up after surgery. Uh, so that's why it sounds a little bit different for him than normal. Jake's got traffic on the fives. Jake, not seeing anything on our roadways to report. No accidents uh, by FHP, and uh, if. Uh, looking at the congestion maps here, not seeing any slowdowns on Highway 98, getting through Gulf Breeze and Navarre. If you're coming out of Milton this morning on Highway 90 through Pace, no accidents there. Highway 29 south through Cantonment is good as well. If you see anything out there slowing you down, you can always call or text our traffic tip line, 437-1620. I'm Jake Walker with your traffic on the fives. Thanks so much, Jake. So um, just something that's been uh, ongoing and, you know, Walker, I mostly bring it up because this is your wheelhouse. Uh, but in the next two minutes, let's solve downtown parking. Okay, great. <laughs> I agree with everything the mayor is doing. <laughs> so, uh, you know, yeah. this recent blow up over Wendy's for threatening to implement surge pricing lunch and dinner when they're at their busiest, which I'm amazed this got past the marketing team, you know, fire them all. Um, but that's basically the plan with parking is make people pay more because it's a service with, you know, limited supply and higher demand and make people pay more when the thing is in high demand. And it's a fairly capitalist kind of approach. It's also an approach that's going to try to force people to move around, which is the goal, of course. Um, And to extend the hours, you know me, I want my free parking and I don't, every time you take a piece away, I hate it. Um, But particularly the surge pricing part, you're on board with that. You like that idea? Yeah. I mean, and I think it's going to, it's going to, happen whether we like it or not so um, that i know too (laughs) so you know i i think it's it's this conversation is difficult obviously um but you know we obviously have a problem now because we hear the complaints right right and so if this is employees also it's a big part of this this conversation so if this is a plan to hopefully come up with a solution i think it's worth letting us as a community see if it works or not and if it doesn't then let's you know let's get up in arms and, and really file you know get after changing this some more. Um, the other big thing, again, and we hear it all the time is, you know, private versus 
the public yep. lots. The good thing about this new app is when they start rolling this out throughout the year, these private lot owners can go to the city and ask the city to manage them. So now they'll, you know, they can be on the same app as the ones out I, on the street. I fully agree with that. And if we could get the red lots to buy into the blue app right, program, right, yeah, that yeah. would be a massive improvement. We got about 10 seconds. Craig, your thoughts? Well, just think about how downtown used to be and how it is now. So I'm excited that we're having a parking problem because yes. yeah. you were there, you know, 11 years ago, 12 years ago. We you could park anywhere you wanted to all day long, and not today. <laughs> so, <laughs> and 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 half the time when you today. think you can, but you, you found your what? spot. That's a what? good thing for the. It is. It is definitely a good thing for the it's community. A good thing, though, it's a good thing. It's a byproduct of pros- prosperity. Very good. WNR. Gentlemen, thanks so much for showing up, Walker Wilson, Craig Heinzman. I'm Andrew McKay. We'll see you Monday.